If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Prime Headlines is brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, We are a home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Hello, this is Joy News Prime with me, Samuel Kojo Brace. Our lead stories, this is our Land and Natural Resources Ministry, deny using land guards to retrieve and protect state land. Details of a damning revelation allegedly made by the Chief Director of the Land Ministry before a parliamentary committee, which has triggered the minority's demand for a probe. Also, is it taking you years to secure an ECG meter for your house or shop? The power distributor says unavailability of money is making it difficult for it to acquire and make them available to you. Details as the Public Accounts Committee says it will recommend to PRC to consider licensing private sellers of the meters. We'll also take you to the Upper East Region, where residents of Ayopia are pleading with the government to reconstruct their dam because what they have does not retain water for, to, for the dry season. Now, was Ghana's first president, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, a dictator? We have contrasting views from two of Nkrumah's children, Samia and Seku. At 8 p.m., I'll hand over to uh, Pius Kojobaka to bring you prime business.
and economist Professor Lord Mesa urges investors to consider government's offer of restructuring the local dollar bonds as well as the cocoa bills to ensure the city is stabilized. Investment of that country will restructure, you know, and then possibly prolong your debt. So, from where I sit, I think um, it's an offer that um, we may have to um, consider as, as investors. At age 15, Razak Muzbal will bring you prime spots. A coach of the women's senior national team has warned against complacency and selfishness at a second leg Olympic Games qualify against Guinea on Tuesday after a victory in Conakry. We're live on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV Channel 125, and MajorOnline.com, and also on our socials. Stay with us for details. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. It was a major revelation, allegedly made by Chief Director of the Lands Ministry, Professor Patrick Agbensinyale, who is said to have told the parliamentary committee that the state has been engaged in the services of notorious land guards to retrieve and protect state lands. MP for Tamale North, Al-Hassan Souyuni, has told journalists, uh, in return, these notorious land guards are paid with parcels of land. Al-Hassan Souyuni, who is also the deputy ranking member on the Lands and Forestry Committee, describes this arrangement as illegal and contrary to the Land Act and also the Vigilantism and Related Offences Act. In a swift response, the ministry says it rather engaged in the services of a private company to protect state lands and not land guards. More from the statement shortly. First, listen to Tabale North MP and Deputy Ranking Member on the Lands and Forestry Committee, Al-Hassan Souhini, who revealed that the Chief Director of the Lands Ministry told their committee they engaged in the services of the so-called Land Guard. When in our engagements with the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, the Chief Director revealed shockingly, shockingly, that the Ministry has resorted to engaging a land guard to retrieve and protect government lands. And mind you, these are lands that are held on behalf of the people of Ghana, vested in the president to protect it. And I'm sure that the framers of the constitution are aware that the president is the commander-in-chief of the Ghana Armed Forces and is seized with the capacity to ensure that these lands are protected for our, you know, communal use. And that is why the lands are vested in the president. And the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources is the ministry taxed with the responsibility of overseeing these lands. So for the ministry to tell us the lack of capacity of the state to protect these lands that are you know, put in trust, but to resort to, you know, the services of people whose activities have been outlawed for the protection of this land came to us as a surprise. We have therefore demanded from the ministry the terms and conditions of that unholy relationship 
between the ministry and this land guard or his institution. Because clearly, we cannot pass laws that we do not intend to keep. And again, when we pass laws to sanitize any area or development in our country, we do not expect the state to be the first to break those laws. Now, Alhassan Suhini also claims shockingly that it is not only the ministry that engages the services of land guard, but also the police and military. The other shocking part of this revelation was that, according to the chief director, it is not only the ministry that contracts the services of this land guard, but also the Ghana Armed Forces and the police depend on the services of this land guard to protect lands that are under their care. And so if the Ghana Armed Forces and the police cannot protect their own lands and have to resort to the use of land guards, what is the faith of the common Ghanaian who wants to acquire land and is faced with the challenge of land guards? And what was again scandalous was the revelation by the chief director that this person that is engaged, that this person that is engaged actually has a setup that the state cannot compete with. A, a, a setup that the state cannot compete with. According to the chief director, he has his own media that ensures that whatever he does, rightly or wrongly, is not exposed for public scrutiny. He has his own members of the judiciary, and so he gets away with whatever law he may have broken in the process of retrieving and protecting land. He has his own security that he deploys on these lands when he retrieves them. And at the end of the day, he comes to sit down with the ministry and he informs the ministry of the cost that he has incurred. And the ministry compensates him by dashing out, you know, some parcels of land from the hole that he has helped to retrieve. Well, the Lands Ministry says, contrary to these claims, it rather engaged the services of a private company to protect state land and not land guards. The statement uh, reads that the ministry would like to set the record straight that government and for that matter the ministry of land and natural resources do not contract the services of land guards in its operations however the ministry through its agency the lands commission legally engaged the services of anoc holding limited a registered limited liability company to assist in reclaiming encroached government land the engagement has been in effect since 2012 the statement continues to say that we wish to state categorically that government and by extension the ministry of lands and natural resources employs a legal process to reclaim all encouraged state lands so that's the statement from the lands ministry the Ghana armed forces has also in the last hour issued a statement condemning the minorities accusations now the statement also reads that the Ghana armed forces gaf has monitored with dismay a news story alleging that it uses the services of a land of land guard 
to reclaim it and encroach the lands. Gaff wishes to assure all well-meaning Ghanaians that the allegation is false and should be treated with contempt it deserves. Now, it is unimaginable that Gaff cannot protect its own land, but rather indulge in an I- illegality by rallying, uh, relying on the services of land guards, uh, a, pr- a prescribed activity. Uh, it says that Gav deems it as regrettable that news reports emanated from unsubstantiated allegations made by the Chief Director of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources, Professor Patrick Agbesignali, at a parliamentary committee meeting on 10 July 2023. We wish to stress that this allegation, which was repeated by Honorable Alhassan Suini, Member of Parliament for Tamale North, to the media, is false and should be ignored. Accordingly, Gav wishes to once again urge the media and the public not to hesitate to contact the Department of Public Relations to clarify stories of these nature before publishing them. Now, at this critical time, GAF's focus is geared towards protecting the frontiers of our country against the downward spread of violent extremism from the Sahel region and the least the institution expects uh, issues that distract us, GAF, from focusing on protecting the country. I said that Ghana Armed Forces would once again assure the general public of its continuous commitment to ensuring peace and security for the socio-economic development of Ghana. So that is the response from the Ghana Armed Forces there. Moving on to other stories now. The National Food Supplies have served notice of occupying the premises of Buffer Store Company on Thursday with their families and debtors if their monies are not paid. The group suspended an earlier action after the Education Ministry disclosed to leadership of the food suppliers that it has made a total of 400 million cities to the Buffer Store Company as of January 2023, meant to clear the arrears. The Agri Minister Brian Achampon assured them of payment of all their validated claims today. Take a listen. The promise that was given to Buffer Stock that by the 17th they will receive the set of payments that, uh, sorry, the request that they have made uh, to our financial authorities. That uh, request has been has been met, and uh, and and from the 17th they they will pay them if they have waited just about another 30 days. They will see that they would have received their money without um, an invitation to 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 pick it. So this is what Brian Achampon told Joy News when the, the group first picketed the Buffer Store Company. But the group showed up at the Buffer Store Company today to collect their monies. But the chief executive officer for Buffer Store Company, Alhaji Hanan Abdul Wahab, told them he does not deal with an association, but rather with individuals. The Buffer Stock has not been friendly because he has told us that he doesn't want to deal with an organization. And this is unfortunate because this organization is refusing to deal with. It's just the same individual that he's interested to deal with, which are put together. So whether he deals with us as an individual or as an association, it is the money that we want paid. In any case, in any case, we are not asking that the buffer stock writes a check in the name of our association. We are asking that buffer stock pays the individual suppliers who are members of our association. So we do not require validation from that Greek minister. We do not require acceptance from him. We have, accept, we have accepted ourselves. We have come together as an association to project and fight for our interests. So whether he accepts or not, we, are, we don't really 
have a qualm about that. So that was a spokesperson for the Food Supplies Association, Koku Ahmed Dume. There, now he was warning that they will picket the premises of the Buffer Store Company till the arrears are cleared. But uh, let's now listen to uh, Abdul Hanan Wahab, who is the CEO for the Buffer Store Company. If after Thursday we don't we don't receive our money, I want to bring to notice here that we will resume our picketing. And when we get there, we will not listen to any advice from any honorable member. To come back with our family, families, we come back with our dependents, we come back with our creditors. It is going to be more massive than what um, we, we saw earlier. The whole of Thursday, we're bringing our bags, bringing everything to buffer stock. Failure to pay our money, we will sleep, not Failure to pay, but failure to pay in full. We will sleep till we get full settlement of our money. Oh, uh, apologies for the mess up there, but that's the spokesperson for the National Food, uh, the National Food Suppliers Association. There. To other stories now, the National Association of Institutional Suppliers is calling on the government to settle the outstanding arrears for 14 batches of school uniforms supplied to schools under the free SHS policy since 2022. Some supplies made in the 2021 school year by members of the association comprising tailors, fashion designers, and garment producers are still in areas, with about 60% of the 2022 school year supplies also remaining unpaid. The association indicates that the Ministry of Education has failed to fulfill its promise of paying these areas as agreed upon three months ago. Amwa Tahil is the general secretary of the association. With the payment, it's delayed over one year now. Our capitals are locked over there. Banks are on us and we are selling our properties. They should pay us. Well, uh, on, on, on the contract, you are supposed to pay within 90 days. But now it's over one year. And that's, that's very bad. Very bad. So they need to pay us as early as possible. Else the next move will be very serious and be very terrible. What we want is our prices are very bad. It was increased way back 2016. Okay, about five increase. Only to increase about just a minimum of 20 cities for two sets. Okay, and 10 cities for outing for two sets. Look at the current price of khaki and other materials. It's practically impossible. We can't supply at that price. So you should look at it and give us an, an increment of at least uniform 120 for one set. That's two for 240. And outing 110 one set. That's 220 for two sets. That's what we want to concern prices. Now, joining us for a conversation on this is the General Secretary of the National Association of the Institutional Suppliers, Amwa Tahil. Amwa, grateful that you could join us here. We understand that the supplies are done in batches and the government pays according to the batches received. However, based on your chest, can you estimate that the, the amount owed by government? <laughs> Okay, but we know for sure that we have now 90 batches that are outstanding and they spread up to only like five. The feet back, the many, the many 14 batches have been paid. Okay, in our in our and those batches, that's what we know. And those batches are like a year now, and they should pay over a year now, and that's what they were before. Okay. 
All right. Uh, uh, grateful to you. I wanted to find out from you if you know how much government owes, owes your association. We cannot give the figure, okay. but it's less than, uh, less than, let's say, over 80% of the things we supply. All right. Um, I'm grateful to you for joining us here. Uh, to other stories now. If it is taking you years to secure an ECG meter for your house or shop, brace yourself because the power distributor says the lack of cash is making it difficult for you to acquire and make them available to you. That is according to the managing director of the company, Samuel Dubek Mahama, when he appeared before the public accounts committee setting today. The issue of assessing the meters remains a problem for many with those with readily available money unable to get them from the ECG. We'll hear from him shortly, but first, a seamstress, Jospin Bwedi, whose meter was part of some three meters stolen from an electric pole in Odoko official town over a month ago, says the ECG is yet to replace the meter. That they told us to come and pay uh, 500 cities each. After that, they will bill us and tell us uh, what we should pay every month. After that, they will come and install uh, the light for us. I wasn't understand about that 500 because I thought it should be a down payment for the light that we are using with that meter, but it wasn't like that. Uh, they said we should pay. And I asked, is it payment for the meter? They said no. We are not paying for the meter, uh, but we have to pay that 500 to their coffers. That's uh, the ECG account. So we have to go make that payment they do the estimate and give you bill before they connect it to you. So did they do the connection for you? Did they fix the meter? It's been one month. Did they fix the meter for you? It wasn't a meter. They fixed it straight from the uh, pool. So they came to do a direct connection for you? Yeah. Which means that you are using electricity now, but it is not read through any meter? No, 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 no. no. It's not going through any meter. It's direct from the pool. Say it's the ECG who came to do it for you. It's the Which of the offices? Botiano. Yeah. When did they tell you they will come and fix the meter back for you? Um, they told me there's meter at the office, but they are working on it. So they can't give me exact time that they will bring the meters. Yeah. So for one month, yeah. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC been using the uh, direct connection without any meter. How much do you pay? 500 cities a month. Uh, 150 cities a month. Yeah. So you did a down payment of 500 cities and then you are now paying 150 cities a month. Is that what you used to pay every time? No. Even in a month I use less than 100 cities. I told the lady who was the uh, estimate room but he said if I can't pay the 150, they should leave me. Yeah. Yeah, if I can't pay. They don't know what to do again. Now, the issue of difficulty in assessing ECG meters came up during the Public Accounts Committee sitting today when the ECG Managing Director, Samuel Dubek Mahama, appeared before the committee. Ningo Pram Pram MP Sam George first raised the issue about how one of his constituents has been waiting for two years to be given a meter. He got a response from the ECDMD. Watch what transpired. You think that it is not your business to manage vehicles. Why is it your business to be selling meters? Your business is to sell power. So why are you selling meters and not creating enough meters? There are no meters in the system. There are people, it's a public interest question. There are people in my constituency. Yesterday I had a town hall meeting, and someone brought me receipts for two years that he has paid to the Plum Plum ECG office for 12 meters for his shopping complex, and he hasn't received it. If, if such a person decides to engage in illegal connection, does that not create a problem? In the telecom space, I don't need to go to MTN or Vodafone to buy a phone. I buy my phone they give me connection. They are smart meter operators. In fact, the biggest smart meter manufacturer in West Africa is in my constituency, Alpha TND. So why don't you allow them sell their meters? Any Ghanaian who wants a meter should go and buy a meter from an electrical shop. Then ECG comes in. Chief, we are talking serious matters with our, for our constituents. You sell these meters, and then let ECG engineers come in Check the standard. If it meets your requirement, you connect them. But why are you holding on to meters and people can't get meters for two years? And you complain that you're not making your revenue. Uh, what is preventing you from buying more meters? Money. 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 We so why don't you allow the private people to buy it? That, so, so that will be PURC. PRC would now have to make a clear pronouncement on the way forward because our hands are tied. Okay. Our hands are tied as to we saying a private person should purchase it. But it's clear that the private person is willing to pay for the market price. So why is, are we still holding on to a subsidized, uh, what do you call it? So the, these are all conversations that we are ready to listen to. So we've also started the flat rate program. So what we intend doing within this 11 to 11 period is to actually visit every home, 
those who've actually applied and we have we haven't given them meters we are sorry but we will put you on a flat rate until such a time that the meter is ready then we come and replace it for you because nobody can consume power at zero in light of this thanks to the prc tariff Members of the committee, uh, Sam George and Kwame Agboja, say they will recommend that the PRC considers licensing private individuals to sell the meters. Honorable Chair. So, so, Chairman, I think that one of the requests I will make to you on the back of this is when, for our report that goes to the plenary, for us to consider making a recommendation to PRC to look at the possibility of allowing private individuals that are licensed or certified either by PURC or ECG to a setting standard to put meters on the market because this is becoming a major crisis that's affecting even the viability of ECG. I, I, I totally agree. I, I think uh, I agree with him that it is not his fault. But I think the average person in my constituency would prefer to buy the meter twice the price and know that he can get that meter within a day than the one, two, three years that he's been waiting and can't get uh, a meter. So we, we, we need to take it up and then uh, we see what we can do about it. It is just not fair when you don't have money to buy meters and people have their money and you, you can't even get the meters to buy. As for the technology, the ability to, uh, I mean, how do you call it, program the meters, you can just tell them how to manufacture to me. There are many products in this country that are manufactured to a certain standard. And then we, 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 we leave it. I think that, is, that will be the best way forward. All right. Um. Now, let's return to our earlier story uh, where, in which uh, government secures the services of a land guard to reclaim and protect government land. We've been joined online by security analyst Dr. Adam Bona. Grateful for joining us here, Doc. Um, how do you react to these allegations? Well, good evening. Amazing, very, very amazing uh, how a whole chief director of uh, a government ministry, the ministry that is supposed to help us with our land administration, will make such uh, a statement. And in fact, you know, making such a statement means that it is true that uh, the, the ministry or his agency or government, by, by and large, government has actually procured because his ministry is under, I mean, is a government ministry or is, is, is a government agency, have procured the services of a landguard. A landguard who, according to him, is a registered, what, to protect people's lands? Yeah. Is that a security company? Is it a registered security company? And so they go around claiming government lands. Under what authority? When we have the Vigilantism and, you know, other offenses act, Langardism, this, this act that was passed recently uh, to disband Vigilantism and, and, you know, Langardism in this country, he comes out to... Uh, you know, to tell us that they've been doing this. This is, this is, I seriously can't find words to, uh, you know, tell, tell your viewers and yourself how I feel. Because this is just an admission of a serious crime 
against Ghanaians in, in, in public. And I think this was done in parliament or so. This is just an admission yeah. of serious corruption. What did he say? He said some 50 or so lands, state lands, have been given to somebody. Under, under what, what I mean, which law allows a state agency? And, you, and, and to, to the extent that he indicts the two largest and very important security agencies in this country, the military that is supposed to be for external aggression, protecting all of us from, you know, activities of, mm. uh, you know, people who might want to come and torment us in this country. And then the police that is in charge of internal security. He tells us that even the police and the military have engaged them. My church with the police and the military indicates that it is a big fat lie. But you see, we cannot just accept that it is a big fat lie. Mm. I think that gentleman should be arrested by the police and, and you know, investigated. He has mentioned a certain Jato. Let's know who Jato is. How so, many so, 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 Doc, are you, recommend, are you saying that the director of the ministry should be arrested? Or what gentleman are you referring yes, to? Yes, 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 yes. Because he, he just confirmed. Mm. He just confirmed to committing some crimes. You, you heard him. I have, I have the audio. And I have read from your Joy News, uh, you know, my Joy My Joy Online. MyJoyOnline.com, yes. Mm. I've read there. And I've listened to the audio. And when he said it, he, I mean, he seemed to make fun of it. I mean, he, he loved it. I said, he, he, he laughed. I said, this is some joke. You are indicting the military and indicting the police. And you are laughing about it. You are telling us that you have subletted our state lands to a private individual and you claim that private individual is a limited liability company. I mean, so what? I mean, so you know what, uh, Mr. Asante, let me be very honest with you. This is, this is beyond serious. Okay. You tell us that after the passage of this law, a government ministry, the Lands and Natural Resource Ministry Chief Director, will come out, I think, in Parliament to actually tell Ghanaians in Parliament that he and probably his, his cohorts have committed a crime in this manner. He shouldn't be walking free. If I, if me, if I decide to sell government lands, because virtually what he told, he told you, or he told the media and told parliament, was that the guy reclaims the land, and they give part of the land to the guy. Tell me, which law have we promulgated? Which law have we enacted? That says in this country, you can actually do what he's saying, he's purporting, to have done and indicting the military, even though when I checked from the military hierarchy and the police hierarchy, they said it's a big fat lie. I would say that uh, just saying it's a big fat lie is not enough. They should arrest him and arrest all his cohort. Arrest the Gato who is involved. Let's know where are these lands. Hey, this mm. country cannot be run this way. Okay. So, Professor Agbesinyale, director of the Ministry of Lands, and the Jato person must be, all of them should be arrested. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. Because you know what? You can't, government lands, or these lands are vested in, you know, it's for all of us. And the government is taking care of these lands for us. And so, and you should know the activities of land guards. But what he's saying is that his ministry have sanctioned 
the activities of landguards in Ghana, led by one Jato. And what they do is that they go around reclaiming government lands. Can you imagine the government who we elected and put in place to protect all of us, protect us, our safety, properties, everything, if someone is telling us that, on, on whose authority, telling us that we've given part of our lands because the police we have in Ghana can't perform the function of protecting us. They can't perform the functions of making sure our lands are protected. The military can't perform. And you know that the Boundary Commission, we have a commission. Okay. The state has established a Boundary Commission. Are you aware of the person who is in charge of that? It is a senior military officer. But, I mean, in other jurisdictions, th this practice is, is there, it is done. Again, lawyer Kwame Jan, who is a lawyer with a lot of experience in land matters, has been quoting a certain provision of the, of the law. I've forgotten. But he says it is, it is allowable that the, the, gov the government can use other privately or private assigns to protect state land. I've forgotten the law, but he just um, uh, gave that, that education on, on our radio. Well, I'm not aware, and I'll not pretend I've seen the law, but what I'm trying to say is that you heard him. You heard the chief director of the Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources. He said, and he was clear in the audio I have intercepted, which I believe you also have seen, sure. that the military and the police have actually subletted their lands to this guy to reclaim for them. Let me know. Tell me, if there is any law at all, I'm sure you do also know that for, uh, for persons to be engaged by government, there is a process you go through. There is a process you go through by procuring the person's services, yeah. assuming there is even a law. If there is a law, under what who, who sat down? I mean, who sat down with this private person Tell me, I mean, I would, I would, I mean, I will look for this law mm. if it exists. Yeah. Who sat down with this private person and said, if you claim 1,000 of government lands, okay. we'll give you 10% of that? I mean, who, who did it? Is it, is it an, uh, you know, an act of parliament? I mean, I want to know which instrument. Who, who sat down with this guy? This is how small and big corruption has always manifested in this country. And I'm telling you that for this chief director to indict our military, when we know that the Boundary Commission of Ghana, okay, is headed by a senior military officer, my own good friend, uh, Kotia, okay, you are telling me that uh, then let's have the Boundary Commission should be given to this private Jato guy so that when we are disputing Burkina Faso, we are disputing, uh, you know, Cote d'Ivoire and the rest, this person goes in and then to make sure okay. that they don't cheat us. Right. Then it doesn't make sense. Okay, no. it okay, does no. not make sense. So okay. for me, I would call for a swift arrest of this uh, chief director and his cohort. Let's investigate this because then it looks like we are sleeping. But okay. unfortunately, our feet is out there, and you know uh, mosquitoes are feasting on our feet. I, I, I just know. can't believe okay. what this chief director said, and I believe it is true. He's done it, so they should arrest him. And his cohorts. Grateful to you, Dr. Adam Bonner, for joining us here. This is still joining us Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more.
everything has a meaning. If you recklessly and maliciously destroy reputations, you must suffer the lawful consequences. For every- it's the malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantre. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevent me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine.
with the Equibank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Free debit card, save whilst you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the Equibank double salary promo reloaded. Vimo, this Equibank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I'd go check my baby. We go up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an Echobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Echobank double salary promo reload. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Bid from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. This program is under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Miel Kasano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My shishuman bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewe tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me me It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What you one bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Daddy, daddy, this tank is Big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. 
Are you strong? Are you tough? from uh, the break. Now, a resident of Ayopia in the Bongo district in the Upper East Region, where President Ekufuado first cut sword for the One Village, One Dam project, say the dam dries up shortly after Christmas. They still value the project and are requesting the government to bring contractors back to decide to do a better job. If dams built to aid dry season farming are incapable of retaining enough water and dry up by January each year, Jojo Kobna brings up you except of Joy News' online documentary titled Thirsty Dams. Water to the northerner is like blood. When we have water, we can do a lot of things for ourselves. And without its unemployment, poverty and famine. To escape, many young people travel down south for supposed greener pastures. The NPP government provided a solution. One village, one dam. The dam candidates and then the vice, the running mates visited a chief in one of these villages and met the women digging the ground with their bare hands for water. So when they saw that, they said, well, when we come to power, we will provide you with water that can be better than what you are using your bare hands to construct. And that is how come the promise of one village, one dam. I'm saying every village, one dam. One village, one dam. Policy appeal to the people in the northern regions. The government came here and told us that they will be giving us dam. And our people assured them that if they give them dam, they also, they also let them laugh. And really, we can ask our assemblyman and even ask the MPP people what uh, this community did for them. They voted massively for them. It was a political promise that won the hearts and minds of the people. The dams should make it possible for farmers to farm all year round and break the cycle of waiting for the rains before cultivation. It was the reason why the people of Bongo sang and danced till they became drenched in sweat. When the president cut salt for the implementation of the project. We have begun the One Village, One Dam initiative. And you here in Bongo can see for yourself that we have begun the initiative. It is our intention that Bongo alone will get 10 dams this year. 570 are being built. You heard the minister across the three northern regions 
A Bongo constituency alone is going to get 10 out of that 506, 570. This campaign promise has been fulfilled. Well, but not quite. Them always take us two months to dry up. Only two months? Only two months. October, November. The water dry up. In November, like this, you see our pepper farm. You will like it. But where? No water again. My name is Jojo Kobinam. It has been five years since the dams were constructed. My job here is simple. Find out how the dams are serving the people as it should and what concerns the people have. I hope governments will use the findings in this documentary to improve the current state of the dams. Now, authorities in the Volta region have proposed the reconstruction of culvert along some storm drains uh, in hope to prevent perennial flooding. They believe expanding the culvert would enable accommodating large volumes of water and prevent it from overflowing on the street and shops. There is more in the following report by Fred Kwame Asari. Saturday 8th, July 2023 would go down in the history books of the Volta regional capital who... The Ghana Meteorological Service said it recorded 189.2 millimeters of rain on that fateful day, the highest rainfall in about two decades. The rainfall caused a flash flood that swept through Ho, destroying shops and homes along drains and on waterways. We received a distress call that there is a flooding at Ho Bankway. So we came here quickly. On our river, we saw that it was a disaster. The gutter full up and then spread and broke into one of the clothing store, our next store. The National Disaster Management Organization indicated that some 1,051 residents were affected by the flood, with the central business district suffering the greatest effects. The flood broke through the back of a textile shop in Hobankwe and washed away goods with billions of Ghana cities. billions of cities. Billions of cities. Because Agba, Ghana City, may give you Agba no me. Some residents blame the perennial flooding on the size of storm drains and construction works along the Kabakaba mountain. Joining checks revealed that some residents have erected buildings and fence walls on waterways, hence obstructing the natural flow of water. When you see the volume of water flowing from the mountain top down there, down to this place where we are now, it's very great. And obstacles here and there, people blocking the path of the water flow because of their, 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 their uh, constructions. First of all, there is the need to desilt the existing uh, drainage uh, drains that we have. So when that is done, then we can expect that uh, more money will be found later on. To do expansion and reconstruction of the, the drain. The Volta Regional Minister, 
Dr. Achibod Lecha acknowledged that lands along the mountain are becoming a preferred choice for residents and hospitality industry players. He called for a halt of construction works along the mountain as an immediate measure to curb flooding in Hu. Without sounding selfish, I think that we should put a stop to further development on, the, on this ridge because it's also uh, increasing the volume of water that comes uh, in, 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 into the city and we have to regulate it so that the water can, can, can at least so, soak into the ground. But if we have, um, we have these concrete uh, floors all over the place, we have buildings everywhere, when the water comes from up there, it must come to, uh, you know, water finds its own way. So it will probably move from the higher levels to the lower levels. So if we have to, uh, the assembly will have to come up with a scheme to control the develop, further development of, of, of the rich. It's very important. And the assembly can start demolishing structures that are obviously on the waterway that have no permits. They can start the, the demolition. The Volta Regional Engineer of the Ghana Hydrological Authority, Kennedy Klugerson, indicated that culverts of the main drainage systems must be reconstructed. His outfit strongly believes it would end the perennial flooding in Hu. There was a MOU between the government of Ghana and, and some com- com- companies to. Uh, to construct some of the drains in the whole capital uh, city, uh, but uh, they couldn't uh, turn up. And uh, looking at it, right from the uh, uh, Flower Road, that's the Donokoji area, Leprosterium. As you as you can see, we when we went there, you you realize that we need to remove those covers. Baras Baras one also, we need to remove that one. Almost most of the old existing uh, cover, we need to remove all of them, replace them with uh, uh, a bigger, bigger, bigger uh, size uh, covers. The residents are hoping the authorities would act on what they preach to save who from the annual flooding. Fred Kwame Asari, Joy News. Who? Now he's loved by many for his role in Ghana's independence struggle setting the country on an industrialization path and championing the pan-African agenda. There are those who see him as a dictator and question what Dr. Kwame Nkrumah's legacy is. The debate is not exclusive to academics and other members of society. Two of his children, Samia and Seku Nkrumah, also disagree on what their father exactly stood for and what his legacy must be. Nkrumah introduced the one-party state. Nkrumah became life president. These are facts. It's not what you read. And I'm saying that that is dictatorial, but I'm saying it's because of his ideas of that socialist path for our development, not only for Ghana, but Africa. So he chose we, it because for him it was a path to development. Yes, he was a Marxist intellectual, and he, was, he chose the socialist path. We can't redefine really Nkrumah's like That's what I'm saying, but so it's dicta- it was dictatorial. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong, because that was his philosophy, and people have their philosophy. As today, we have a multi-party system. That's the Western, inherited from the Western system. Nkrumah was against that. He didn't believe. He developed a point where he realized socialism is the past. So what I'm saying for us to understand his greatness... That's why everything was pushed through parliament today. Not Western democracy. But even every legislation, everything he he promoted was done through parliament. This is a man who won three, with his party, three elections. disagree with the word dictatorial? Strongly. Strongly, because it, because he it's the manner in which he introduced most of his his policies, 
or everything actually was pushed through parliament so he used constitutional means and we can check the records you know so are we saying that today when the, any government of the day pushes through things which the opposition vehemently opposes opposition. that there they are no opposition then but so there the was opposition. an opposition there were but different they parties they had, no, they had no room there to was operate. a referendum there were everything I, was I, pushed I don't agree with you but i guess people differ even no. siblings but, yeah, yeah. So. A full conversation will air on the AM show tomorrow, so kindly make a date. Now, the national security is intensifying surveillance at the country's border with neighboring Burkina Faso following the arrest of some alleged refugees dressed as nursing mothers, but a thorough search found weapons and ammunition on them. It is unclear their real intentions in Ghana, but Deputy Defense Minister Kweku Amankwa Menu says the development has pushed the security agencies to tighten the search on asylum seekers. Speaking on the probe and join news, Mr. Menu said government will not sacrifice the safety of Ghanaians for the rights of the asylum seekers in its quest to safeguard the borders of the country. We are not targeting anybody. We are not targeting people seeming to be Fulani headsmen. Surprisingly, MFA. I mean, we, we have Fulanis who are Ghanaians. We've lived with Fulanis in Ghana only God knows how long. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, it would be absurd if, if we now go out there to target them. It doesn't make sense. Okay. But as I said, we have a complex issue on our hand. And so we need to screen whoever is coming in. If you are coming in, and then you genuinely deserve assistance, we, based on the 1951 Refugee Convention, we will do what is expected of us. Mm -hmm. But when you don't, then we also, because all the operations the national security military is doing in, in collaboration with the various uh, RESEC, mm -hmm. is based on intelligence. Okay. And so as and when we, we pick intelligence, we deal with the issues. I think that, I mean, I, I, I need to say, there have been instances where I have seen pictures of women carrying babies, less than some less than a year, mm -hmm. and as part of their luggages, You'd be surprised. Ammunitions, carrying ammunitions, and then you have um, uh, uh, guns and other things, you know, hidden in certain part of cattle and all that. Mm. By, you know, mm. man, husband, yes. Okay. So we really need to be on the lookout because, as I said, we have the Ghanaian people to protect. Okay. We have a country to protect. We have properties to protect. Mm. We cannot say that because we want to be compassionate, we will not look at the security of our nation. A ranking member on the Defense and Interior Committee of Parliament, James Agalga, says government has every right to screen the refugees, but must also be mindful of international treaties that protect the rights of the asylum seekers. Government is very much aware of its commitments under the, and my brother spoke about the 1961 refugee uh, convention and its related protocols, government clearly has a commitment not to, as it were, repatriate refugees who are, properly speaking, refugees to uh, countries where they may face very serious threats to their lives and uh, fundamental freedom. So that, 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 that is a principle that I am sure they are very, very um, much aware of. We call that the, um, uh, the principle of non refoulement mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the cornerstone of the 1951 Refugee Convention. 
But, however, having said that, it does not mean that the government cannot screen refugees who enter our country. And that's all we have in our package for you tonight. There's more on myjoyonline.com. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. Thank you for watching. Prime Business is Happiness with Pios Kojo Baka. Good evening. Introduce Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay. Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, she's the papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. I can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Then you know that that calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, yalas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults, this price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It's been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park. Bringing you closer to nature.
Madam, I'm looking for Abna. Abna, there is someone looking for you. Madam, please rest Abna. Abna, yes, is this who you are looking for? Ah. Madam, please get me Abna. Please. Della. Abnabra. Oh, Abner. It's not Abnara. It's not Abnara. 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 Brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening to you. Warm welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojo Bakato. Our very first story government has finally kick started the process to restructure local dollar bonds and cocoa bills, totaling almost 18.2 billion cities. This was after it officially launched what is being described as the second round of the domestic debt exchange program. George Yafe has the rest of the story. For the local dollar bonds, which is directly being led by the finance ministry in terms of the offer, government is seeking to restructure $809 million worth of bonds. Investors that are holding these papers have from last Friday to July 28, 2023 to take a decision whether they want to participate in the offer. 
However, the Ministry of Finance have already secured the necessary commitment from commercial banks and some institutional investors that hold majority of these papers. But one is still not sure whether the offer could be successful come next Friday. The Ministry of Finance is hoping that the new dollar bonds will mature on two separate years, 50% of the payment to be done in 2027 and the rest in 2028. The cocoa bill which government is seeking to restructure almost 8 billion Ghana cities is led by Cal Bank in terms of handling the whole process. The offer will close by July 31. Holders of these papers that decide to participate in the offer will have each bond exchanged for five new papers with an aggregate principal amount rounded up to one Ghana city. The Ministry of Finance argues that it needs to carry out this second round of domestic debt restructuring to help reduce the country's debt and unlock additional funding from the International Monetary Fund. Meanwhile, economist Professor Lord Mensah is urging investors to consider government's offer of restructuring local dollar bonds and cocoa bills, insisting it will help in reprofiling Ghana's debt while it unlocks um, additional funding from the IMF. According to him, investors are better off to sign up for the deal. Speaking to Joy Business, Professor Mensah urged government to be proactive with information on the restructuring of the local dollar bonds to win the trust of investors. From the investors' perspective, mm. you know, if you are going to lose your money completely, I mean, let's assume you don't accept this and government. But then the only problem with, with, with government is that in as much as the investors are going to sacrifice, they may want to see the government behaving like a government that holds, you know, not necessarily a government that, you know, sees the people and in the end, the government will be, you know, flashing, you know, um, things out and then wasting money here and there. But from where I sit, right, and from the principles of finance, mm. if you are going to lose your money completely through, I mean, banking, the country should declare bankrupt, then you are better off that the country will restructure, you know, and then possibly prolong your debt. So from where I sit, I think um, it's an offer that um, we may have to um, consider as, as investors and then possibly sacrifice in a short term, short to medium term, for long term, you know, prospect for the country. So um, I think it has to do with communication as well. And if the communications are not clear, that is when the investor community, I mean, seem to lose trust in the government. And when they lose trust, whatever you put mm. on the table, uh, they will pick, they will take it with a pinch of salt. Right. But if you I mean, turn up to come out clear with information. I mean, if, you, if it comes about that you have to pay, you know, I mean, certain principal and certain coupons and you need to wait, pay exactly on time. I think you build that trust with them and whatever you put on the table has to do with negotiation. All right. Let's do something on energy because the executive director of the Africa Center for Energy Policy, Benjamin Wache, is optimistic the increased crude oil production by Talu Oil PLC will impact the economy positively. Crude oil production from the Jubilee oil field has finally surpassed 100,000 barrels per day. According to Talo, this was after its Jubilee Southeast project came on stream. However, Mr. Bwachi indicated that the need for government to implement policies and attract investments to sustain the production is key. It's good news for Ghana because it, it brings us back to the 2019 production level. 
Um, you know, Ghana has declined in oil production. We lost about 20 million barrels uh, a year since 2019. And therefore, having additional flows uh, from Jubilee then brings us back to around 170, 175,000 uh, barrels of oil a day, uh, which should be good. I mean, particularly in this hard economic time where government revenues are constrained and we're looking for, uh, uh, you know, additional sources of revenue. That could be a game changer uh, for the economic situation that we're in. So, uh, to that extent, it's good news. But again, these are early days. We will have to also look at what has gone into bringing up, uh, you know, extra 30,000 barrels of oil. We thought about $4 billion have already been spent. Uh, we need to carefully look at what that means for cash flow for Ghana. Uh, you know, if they have to offset that kind of investment, then how much are we looking for on a year-on-year uh, uh, year basis? Those are dynamics that we'll, we'll have to look into in the coming days. Uh, it, it's been on hold for some time. I mean, they should have completed that phase, uh, I think, 2016, 17, thereabouts. So it's actually delayed in commercializing the entire field uh, and doing that development. So it's been on, 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 on the drawing board. Uh, I mean, there are other fields that could have come uh, at this point to make us much richer and better, uh, which we have failed to actually deliver on. And a typical one will be the uh, uh, the deep water uh, tunnel, which just got approval uh, for uh, development, uh, you know, and other fields like the block four, which should have been fast tracked uh, to also bring on additional oil production. Uh, those didn't see any policy actions that could quickly bring that uh, on stream. Uh, so, yes, this is good news, but there are other actions, policy actions that are required to ramp up oil production, uh, to have to create that cushion that we need uh, at this critical moment. Now, a former board member of credit ratings agency Moody's, Professor Daryl Dufi, has cast doubts about the African Union establishing a rating agency. In March 2019, the AU Ministers of Finance and Economy professionally or officially adopted a declaration that such an institution was needed. In recent times, President Ekufada has also attacked the rating agencies over their continuous downgrade of Ghana and other African economies. Now, the African continent is said to be losing $75 billion each year due to credit rating bias. However, reacting to the claims, the renowned professor of finance, Daryl Dufi, who serves as a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute, said he disagrees with the systemic bias by rating agencies. He has been speaking to Joy News' Blessed Suga at a roundtable discussion at Stanford University in San Francisco. That's true, uh, but that's somewhat different than the problem of which currency should we use for payments. Now, as long as you have sufficient dollars with which to make the payments, it's the, it's the easiest and, and usually the most stable uh, currency in which to make international payments. And very finally, ratings agencies are being criticized by the United Nations Development Program of skewing their reports against African or emerging economies. Do you share that concern as well? I don't share that concern, although I must say that I was on the board of directors of Moody's Corporation for 10 years. That was cited in the report. Yeah, so I, you know, my, uh, and, and, you know, that might suggest that I have a bias, but in fact it also informs me that they don't do that sort of thing.
how do you explain that to those who share their side of the story? But, well, it's mostly the narrative is cyclical about African economy. One of the things that I learned about rating agencies is that no one ever complains if you increase their rating to a higher level, but everyone complains if you lower their rating, and everyone suggests that that was unjustified. So, and there are many reasons given for why it's unjustified. In the end, the ratings agencies tend to get it right on average, and of course they make mistakes, but I don't see any, uh, any uh, uh, systematic bias, and I don't see any, anything like uh, a plan to uh, undercut uh, the advantages of certain countries by giving them a lower rating. to publish a, t a clear um, roadmap or benchmarks that you use for your ratings, would that be far-fetched, something that you could publicly put out? No, they, in fact, uh, their rating agencies do that. They provide research that goes with their ratings, pretty extensive research reports that explain the economic basis for the ratings. In that interaction with Daryl Dufi there. And that's it for the bulletin. But just so you know, tomorrow there's a big program coming up, Economic Transformation. That's our topic for tomorrow. What should the policy direction be in the 2023 mid-year budget? And, of course, we've got a great lineup for you. Just want to stay with us here on Joy News and, of course, on radio as well. We shall be coming your way with the very latest on that. It starts at 1 p.m. and closes at 3 p.m. That's it for the bulletin. I am Pius Kojubaka. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Paris Sports is next. The business segment was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Hey, challenge, what number? The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Challenge, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. The magic is in the design. 
Score HD, the new exciting football channel, is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Primera Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agronide HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Segments is brought to you by Commend the DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Hello, welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbah. Let's start off the Black Queens of Ghana, and they are set to take on Guinea in the second leg of the first round of qualifiers for the 2024 Olympic Games at the Craft Sports Stadium uh, tomorrow, July 8th. And, uh, this comes after a 3-0 victory in the first meeting. Now, the team held its final training session earlier today. Uh, the Craft Sports Stadium, where coach of the side, Nora Hoptel, cautioned against complacency in the game on Tuesday. Joyce was Loris baby was there and uh, he came through with this report. They were advantage from the first leg after the victory in Conakry last Friday. The team held its final training ahead of the game on Monday evening, with all 23 players completing the session. The return fixture against Guinea will be the fifth game for Nora Hoptel since she was appointed as the head coach of the side. During the four games played, the Black Queens have scored 10 goals and considered zero in that period winning all as well. Speaking before the team's training, the Swiss coach said Ghana has a tradition of controlling games and she's trying to implement that. Of course, it's in our DNA in Ghana to be very creative, to have ball possession, to, to play offense, to take the initiative in the offense. Um, but also there you need to know which spaces you, you can find against this opponent. We try to create a high rate of chances. Um, the, our XG factor, so the, what we put then in the goal out of these chances can still be developed much more. In, in Guinea we could have scored six, seven goals. Um, so also there we want to, to still develop and are very hungry, you know, to um, score more goals. Behind we have a clear tactical frame also for the defence. It's also then a lot of discipline it calls um, to make the runs. And then we come back to our values, you know. Are we selfless and run in the defence for each other and fight for each other? Um, and I think we did it pretty well against Guinea. But tomorrow it's a new game and we need to... Stick back to those values. Porsche Boate, who is the captain of the side, also added that the team will not be complacent against Guinea, despite boasting a three-goal advantage, and will play again for the win on Tuesday. I know we have a mission ahead of us, um, and I trust my girls very much that we are going to qualify. And as a captain. I always talk to my girls because I will say, 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 I
So anytime be ano, me no kasa. Sometimes me kasa chrom one on one, and uh, they are ready to work for me and my coaches. So we are really, really prepared for this qualification. Prior to Ghana's training session, Guinea were at the stadium earlier and speaking to the press. The head coach of the team said they will play to honor their country against the Ghanaians. The Black Queens will face the winner of the game between Guinea-Bissau and Benin should they go past Guinea. Now, former Black Stars forward David Akam has entreated the Black Stars to be ready to give their best to ensure Ghana qualifies for the 2026 World Cup. His comment comes following the World Cup qualifying draw where Ghana was featured alongside Mali, Madagascar in Group I. According to him, the benefits of playing in the World Cup are enormous and for the, for the country and the individual players. Hence, securing a slot is a must for Ghana. He's been speaking to my colleague Natana Lato. We, we all know the benefits of qualifying for the World Cup and, and the next World Cup is in USA and that's huge. And I know I've, I've I'm here in the USA and I know what the USA are preparing. They are preparing for a great World Cup. And for me, I think it will be even better or bigger than what we saw in Qatar. So this is, this is the world showpiece and every country wants to be there. So if we want to be the best, want to be considered as the best country in football, then we have to be here. We have to do everything to be here. And, and, for me, as, as I said, it's always possible to qualify if we do the right things. And of course, there's a lot of work to do, but we have to be here in the World Cup. I remember playing, Ghana played uh, USA in the Connecticut in 2017, and it was huge. There's a lot of Ghanaians in USA and Canada, and they turned the game into like a carnival. They were having fun, and it shows, it shows the support that we have here in USA. So, if we qualify to the World Cup, then I think in our game, it will be massive because we are known for supporting our team, especially everywhere we go. So uh, we, we have to do everything to qualify to, to the World Cup. Tell me about the kinds of lessons you picked up from our participation or, or the failure at the, at the, um, the World Cup in, in Qatar. I think we, we just didn't prepare enough. We just didn't prepare enough. We were... We were not ready. I can say we were not ready because we uh, we were not even sure when we had Nigeria. Everyone thought like we were going to lose, so we were we weren't even ready to to play that game. But we managed to qualify, and when we qualified, there was not enough time for us to prepare. We uh, the the most lesson I learned was we just have to prepare because if you don't prepare, you don't win, and. And at the moment, we have time. We have enough time to prepare. And I, I just saw they, they just uh, announced their football DNA. And it's, 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 it's just from the beginning, we just have to throw. If you don't throw, how can you rip? So we have time now. We just have to start preparing, start sowing the seeds that will help us to achieve in the future. Now, let's stay in the United States and uh, new signing Lionel Messi has been officially presented to Sharon Krause at Inter Miami's DRVPN Kiss Stadium. A sold-out crowd of about 20,000 waited through downpours and lightning to see the seven-time Ballon d'Or winner given a number 10 shirt. The walk-up winning Argentina Ford joins the Major League Soccer Club on a deal until the end of 2025. I would like to introduce to you 
your number 10, Inter-Miami's number 10, America's number 10, the best number 10 in the world, Lionel Andres Messi! Messi was greeted on stage by co-owner and president David Beckham. It marks the start of a busy week for Messi, which will have seen him have his first training session a little bit later on today, before maybe his debut on Friday. Messi posed for photos with his new number 10 jersey as fireworks were set off to celebrate his arrival. Thank you very much. First of all, I would like to thank all the people of Miami for their welcome and love since I arrived in this city. I'm very excited and very happy to be here in Miami. Everything has been spectacular from the moment we arrived. I can't wait to start training and competing. I'm here with a desire I've always had to compete, to want to win and to help the club continue to grow. Well, Messi's family were welcomed onto the stage to join the celebrations as well. MLS Commissioner Don Garber at the event too. He described the signing as a game-changing moment for the league. He wasn't the only one because Sergio Busquets was also presented as an Inter-Miami player. He played alongside Messi at Barcelona for 13 seasons from 2008 to 2021. The pair will now be re reunited in Miami. Well, in tennis, Carlos Zacharaz emerged the champion of the Wimbledon men's singles for the first time by ending Nova Djokovic's recent dominance with a stunning victory. Djokovic was going for a fifth straight win, but the 36-year-old Serbian was defeated by Alcaraz, who underlined his class by winning a second major title. In his post-match interview, Alcaraz eulogized Djokovic as being an inspiration for him in the early days of his career, while Djokovic, on the other hand, lauded the 20-year-old for his resilience and hard work. But first, let's hear from Carlos Alcaraz. You know, I have to congratulate Noah. You know, it's uh, amazing to play against, against him. Uh, what can I say about, about him? It's uh, unbelievable that uh, you, are, you inspire me a lot. Uh, you know, I started uh, playing tennis, watching, watching you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> since, I, since I, I was born, you know, I... You, 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 you already was winning tournaments. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's amazing. Probably you you are in a better good shape than, than me. Uh, you say you just say that the 30, 36 is the new twenty six, and you you make you make that happen. Uh, you know, in, in real, but you know, it's uh, it's amazing. It, it certainly. Is. Novak, what an extraordinary final. You really left your heart and soul out here on this centre court for nearly five hours. It's never easy to speak after a loss, but please just give us your thoughts on this wonderful final. Well, uh, good afternoon to everyone. <laughs> Not so good for me, but uh, good for, for Carlos. Um, I have to start, obviously, with uh, praises to, to Carlos and, and to his team. Well, Marketa von der Suva also emerged champion in the women's singles uh, final there over on Jaber. That's all we have for you in Prime Sports tonight. With me, Rosak Musbao. Please have a lovely evening. Sports segments. 
was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go. To Water to the northerner is like blood. When we have water, we can do a lot of things for ourselves. And without it, unemployment, poverty, and famine. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Mian Kasano. And when I find it, I stick to it. Bell Pack Tissues. Bell Pack T-Roll. Bell Pack T-Roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What's one bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. To escape, many young people travel down south for supposed greener pastures. The NPP government provided a solution. One village, one dam. The dam candidate and then the vice, the running mates, visited a chief in one of these villages and met the women digging the ground with their bare hands for water. So when they saw that, they said, well, when we come to power, we will provide you with water that can be better than what you are using your bare hands to construct. And that is how come the promise of one village, one dam. I'm saying every village, one dam. One village, one dam. Policy appealed to the people in the northern regions. The government came here and told us that they will be giving us dam. And our people assured them that if they give them dam, they also, they also let them laugh. And really, you can ask our assemblyman and even ask the MPP people what uh, this community did for them. They voted massively for them. 
It was a political promise that won the hearts and minds of the people. The dams should make it possible for farmers to farm all year round and break the cycle of waiting for the rains before cultivation. It was the reason why the people of Bongo sang and danced till they became drenched in sweat. When the president cut salt for the implementation of the project. We have begun the One Village, One Dam initiative. And you here in Bongo can see for yourself that we have begun the initiative. It is our intention that Bongo alone will get 10 dams this year. 570 are being built. You heard the minister across the three northern regions and Bongo constituency alone is going to get 10 out of that 570. This campaign promise has been fulfilled. Well, but not quite. Them always take us two months to dry up. Only two months. Only two months. October, November. The water dry up. In November, like this, you see our pepper farm. You will like it. But where? No water again. My name is Jojo Kobinan. It has been five years since the dams were constructed. My job here is simple. Find out how the dams are serving the people as it should and what concerns the people have. I hope governments will use the findings in this documentary to improve the current state of the dams. Now, let's backtrack to Kasina Nankana West District in the Upper East Region in the town of Kajalo in 2019. Months after the Kajalo Dam was constructed, the embankment of the dam broke. It could not hold water. Before we realized, within 30 minutes, there was a disaster. The, the, the bank of the river was washed away by this heavy rain, which as a result was a shoddy way, as identified by committee members from day one. Farmers abandoned their plants before harvest because the dam had dried up. The water is not enough. We just use one day in a week. So that, that's, that's why it read this time. And so we are managing the water. Because of that, uh, the water is still there. And today, that, uh, yesterday, that we finished the water. So we don't have enough water. So we have to leave the gardens there. The assemblyman for the area, Hillary, recommended that the contractors should deepen and widen the dam. I believe that about 500 
people will benefit will benefit from this particular dam if government comes to increase or expand this particular one. Heartbroken, the farmers decided not to do dry season farming again. It is 2023 and residents of Kajalo are still wearing long faces. They have been idle for more than four months. The dam could not hold water and dried up at the end of January. The ground is dry, scorched and patched, more like shattered glass. The heat is so intense that it has formed a mirage from a distance. Donkeys make their way to the dam in search of water, but they could not even find a single drop. Residents tell me that many young people in the community have migrated for supposed greener pastures. The fact of the matter is that as long as the water doesn't last, the people don't want to stay. Others travel and go to other places to find a daily break due to the water. That's the fact. Some go to the bush and then other go for um, other cut firewoods, other to other places found for people so that they will get something to eat. If the government had compelled the contractor to fix the concerns of the people in 2019, this current situation may have been avoided. By God's grace, and with the will of the people of this country, NPP is coming back to, to, to rule this country, then we'll do the rest and more. So we cannot say we'll do maybe 1,000, uh, 10,000, or at, but we are doing 560 for a start, and it's, it's up to 2020. I believe by early next year, all these dams will be completed. And I know by the time they will complete with the whole features of the, 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 the earth dam, everybody will come to realize that it's, it's something that needed to be done. So I am satisfied for now, even though it's not completed. But I know at the end of it, everything will, will be completed fully as expected. The only problem here was that Kavan officials visited the Upper East region when the dams had just collected water and not during the dry season. Dry season is the best time for governments to properly assess the effectiveness of the dam. The purpose of the dam is for the irrigation. And irrigation mostly is done in the dry season, where water is mostly needed. And we don't get water at that time. So for us, we, we feel a little bit disappointed when it comes to uh, the one village, one dam. Hillary says his people have not been able to farm all year round. And he reiterated the same recommendation. Two things. That they should let it go down a bit, then expand it so that a lot of water will there. There is a waterway. And we believe that a lot, a lot of water is coming into the dam. And uh, if it's full, it will spill out. So we want the dam to go down and also to be expanded. The youth of Kajelo gather to find ways of improving the dam to enable them farm all year round. But who will build the cats? None of them has enough money to rent an excavator and improve the dam. Last, we were trying to see if we can connect a machine from Tono Dam to this uh, dam. But Fana Fana, when we got to realize uh, the transportation of the water from Tono Dam to this one, we can't 
afford it. So we just ignore. The eagerness of the farmers of Kajalo to till the land in the dry season is palpable. They would have to wait for the gathering of the clouds before they do so. The things we always discuss is how are we going to do so that this dam will establish or they will establish to the extent that we will be using the water so that it would live for us. These are some of the things that and the challenges that we are facing. Mark Avia, an elder and opinion leader of Kajelo, is unhappy that the energies of the youth are not being harnessed to good use in the dry season, which covers six months. Once they are strong, they go outside, they go to town, find job, all jobs for themselves. You know, big towns, Nagrongo and other places, they go there to find jobs for themselves. While farmers wait for government to fix the dam, others have secured loans to drill mechanized boreholes to irrigate their farms all year round. The good news is that they are cashing in. Akosia is excited about her farming business because irrigation has increased her wealth. You can imagine the wealth this district would have generated if the dam held enough water for dry season farming. Averagely, like, if dry season there was water, how much money would you have gotten? Mm, okay, at least 5,000 to 10,000, I think we should be able to make it. 5,000 to 10,000, that's the average, this I'm telling you. People earn more than that. But you see young guys, those small, small guys, they can earn up to 5,000. Because you can go to Goose and come and get 5,000. The Peasant Farmers Association says all the dams in the district have not been useful to the farmers in the dry season. The purpose for which we were happy about the dams was... It didn't live long. It fizzled out in a short time because we realized that we were looking at a situation where the peasant farmer will get access to water to do dry season gardening, which will help improve livelihoods. But we realized that even by December, the dams were drying up. So, yes, we have 10 of those dams in the district. None of them is serving the purpose for which... We think, we, we think they were created. They maintain that their critique of the one village, one dam has always been accurate and wish the government will sit down with them so they work out solutions together to salvage this flagship project which has the potential of making the people rich. The one village, one dam is public money we've invested into that. 
do we have to leave those dams to go waste? No. What we are saying as prison farmers is that these dams, we should go around them, look at those that can be reconstructed to serve the purpose for which the dams were created. From Kasina Nankana West, we head to Bungo District. Well, this is supposed to be the Ayopia Dam. In fact, a quick history. This is where the president came to break the ground for the very first one village, one dam project. But as you can see, the policy looked very good on paper, but terrible when it came to implementation. And at this time of the month, farmers should be getting ready to harvest from their dry season farming. But all look around shows that the farmers did not farm because there was no water. The dam could not hold any water. The dam is actually very thirsty. And so a lot of money was sunk into this project, but little to show for it. So when the Lord gets us ready, we gotta move, yeah. Residents say it rained a day before we arrived there. And that is the only reason why a little water has scattered in the middle of the dam. Uh, Few minutes after our team arrived at the Ayopia Dam, residents from all walks of life besieged the dam site. We thought we were there to work on the dam. When we told them that we were there to gather feedback for broadcast, they opened up. Like the people of Kajelo, they had also expressed concerns about the dam being unable to hold water for dry season farming. With despair in her eyes, Atenga Arungo stares at a dry, shallow dam and contemplates how it would have made her life simple. She counted her eggs long before they hatched. She thought access to water would ensure a boom in her farming business. Her joy has been cut short and she wants government as a matter of urgency to find a solution to the thirsty dry dam. Mm-hmm. 
Uh -huh. Todo suena mal. Esta semana en Macy's, prepárate para la vuelta a la escuela con ahorros increíbles en todo lo que necesitan para el nuevo año. Como equipos deportivos de pieza a cabeza de las mejores marcas, camisetas gráficas para usar con todo y un 40% menos en mochilas nuevas y accesorios de Kipling y más. Además, los miembros de Macy's Star Rewards ganan recompensas con cada compra, excepto tarjetas de regalos, servicios y cargos. Descubre más en Macy's.com para Star Rewards. Ahorros sobre precios en oferta y liquidación aplican excepciones. Solomon represents the youth here. He had vowed not to travel to southern Ghana for odd jobs. But staying in Bongo without a job is giving him ideas of leaving home. In his estimation, the dams were not properly constructed. The spillways close to the reservoir so the water washes away quickly after the rains. When the rains comes at once, the, the water, the speedway is speeding for us, so the water cannot relax for a meantime. So we expect that when government came back tomorrow and so that you expand this place for us, so that we can still make our drying crops so that we can get what we can eat for us. He is backed by another peasant farmer. The embankment is separated from the reservoir that is created to contain the water. And the size of the reservoir too is very small. Where the spillways have also been kept is very close to the reservoir. So little water in the reservoir, which is already small, when the reservoir is full, the rest of the water spills out. So the dams are not able to contain enough water to help us do dry season farming and also water our animals. So that is basically the problem with the dams weak embankments, poorly constructed spillways, uh, small reservoirs or, uh, I mean, the reservoirs are too small to contain water. So basically they dry up in uh, no time at all. After the rains, it doesn't really take a month or two before you realize that uh, these dams are drying up. But Atenga Ayurgo has not given up hope. She's still confident that an effective dam will make her successful. So she's appealing to government to find ways of salvaging the dam. According to the residents, the dam's biggest achievement is provision of water to their livestock. In the past, they would have to walk their livestock for several kilometers for water. But currently, the animals at least get water to drink. From December to now, we are still there. We are not working. We are moving. The water is small. So that if you are trying to make vegetable or crops, the animals will not get any water to drink. That is why we relax the water for them so that they can drink. Even the, the water too, it didn't stay for long for them. About five kilometers away from Ayopia's dam, residents say it was established in the 70s and it gathers enough water all year round. It's a place where birds and ducks go for a swim to cool off in the sweltering heat. The people of Ayopia hoped they would get something like this all year round.
but what they got was a scorched dam. This part of the story is titled Poor Consultation. The policy was brought. Nobody was consulted. You were just being in your community. They would tell the assemblyman, where your community is benefiting from one village, one dam. Nobody saw the design. And I don't want to think that the, those who did the design didn't know that there were other better designs of dams around. Because if you go to the Irrigation Development Authority, there are several designs, and that one was not part of it. So it was just like we, somebody got a consultancy job and wanted to do something different. And that something different ended up not being the best for us. Directly behind the Tungo Hills in the Talensi district of the Upper East region is Kari Dam. According to the assemblyman, the Tindana, who is the spiritual leader of the people, performed a ritual close to a dugout and permitted contractors to use the site for the dam. But the contractors chose a different site, which had no feeder channel to the basing of the dam. The result is that the dam is unable to retain water after January. For four years, residents have not been able to use it for dry season gardening. Etendana gave his blessings, did the necessary sacrifices for the machine to start excavating. With the hope that there is an existing duckout, it will be expanded because that duckout never dried. It's a, it's a natural one that has been there since time memorial. It's a duckout that is over 200 years. And expanding that one and building on it will give us more hope that the water will be there season out. So a dry season we can have it well um, uh, done. But unfortunately the contractor came with their own advice, with whoever advised them, they did differently. Looking at what is behind us, it's not something that we can talk about. By November, December, water is dried out. Most of the community members were never consulted. And those who even decided to approach policymakers and the contractors and consultants who came to site to tell them that we have lived in this community for centuries and we know that where you are going to site this dam, it will not hold water. They were ignored and they had to do their own thing. And that is the result we are seeing. Just like the people of Ayopia, the people around the Togo Hills say they have been praying for the media to come to them to gather their feedback since the contractor failed to listen to them. Ibrahim Zakari gave out his family land where he used to farm rice. He sacrificed for the entire community, hoping the dam would benefit him. Unfortunately, it has not been useful as you thought it would be. The people of Kari want government to instruct the contractor to come back to the community so they find ways of creating a feeding channel for the dam. We need to call back the contractor who did this to look into it very well, add that component of the irrigation facilities into it, make it deeper than how it is now, it's too shallow. 
so that dry season it can harvest more water. It can, they can link it with the dark out, that is the existing dark out that is there, which never dries out. It is the dark out that never dries because of the position of it. It harvests water from the mountain that is closer to us. So when the Lord get us ready, the Northern Region Patriots in Research and Advocacy, NOPRA, based in Northern Ghana, also investigated 285 dams across the five regions and concluded that the dams are not fit for purpose. The Executive Director of NOPRA, Bismarck Adongo Ayerogo, insists that the dams are very important and added that since government has sunk so much. a lot of uh, volume to, to, to me personally because uh, I feel like uh, my, my forefather or my own father uh, 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 was killed here and it's like a child who didn't meet his father but you come and you hear that this is where your father was slaughtered in a sense or your father was killed so anytime we come here we feel like this is the home of our ancestors. center where the plot to capture Tungfo was initiated and here was the center where he was captured.